your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support. Every listen means a lot, and uh, we really appreciate you sitting down with us to talk all things Winnipeg Jets. On tonight's podcast, seeing as there is a bit of a break between now and the next Jets game, I wanted to cover a couple of topics. Uh, the first thing that I thought I would talk about is checking in kind of on, on Winnipeg's progress so far and how I feel the start to the 21-2022 uh, season has been. And then after that, I want to talk a little bit about the World Juniors invitees as well as what I expect from some of these players. Uh, a couple of them are definitely very established names, but one or two might be a little bit more outside of uh, you know most Winnipeg Jets fans' awareness. So we'll talk about those players and what they might bring and hopefully what they could eventually bring to the Jets if they were to make it. But first things first, let's focus on Winnipeg itself. This season, I think, has been a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people. There was, you know, a lot of debate about what this team would look like coming into the season. And, you know, with all of the roster moves and changes, I think a lot of folks were expecting a fast, aggressive, really fun team to watch. And in certain ways, the Jets do uh, exhibit a lot of these traits. I, I think that compared to previous years, this is probably one of the more watchable teams that we've had. It's not like a great, great team, but, you know, last year and in previous seasons, this team has basically been like watching the Detroit Red Wings before the Red Wings figured out how to hockey. So, you know, you're looking at a lottery team for the most part, but the only reason that the Jets didn't actually have lotto picks is because Connor Hellebuck is ridiculous. That naturally meant, you know, a lot of games where I, I was tuned in, but I wasn't really enjoying what I was watching. And even if the Jets would win, you kind of had this voice in the back of your head that said, yeah, you know, they won that game, but they're kind of crap, right? They're not actually performing at the level of what you would expect from an NHL roster with this much talent. And in some ways, it's not super surprising. I mean, you look at that defense over the years, and it's kind of hard to get too, too mad at some of the forwards for not being able to create, in part because the support behind them was so poor. Even still, though, I, I still believed the Jets were underperforming year in and year out. This is unfortunately due to Paul Maurice's influence on the roster and the lineup orientations that he's put out. And of course, his tactical approach, I also disagreed on a couple of key things. And so when this season kind of rolled around, I was a little bit concerned that if Maurice kind of had his way again, this team would probably start to slip. Even with their, their hot start to the year, which... I kind of felt might be a little bit illusory, you know, the Jets, it just seemed like they were destined for a downturn. You know, with Paul Maurice, your your squad is never really playing at a very high level for more than a couple of games at a time. And yeah, the Jets actually had a couple of really good early games, some matches where I thought, 
even if they didn't quite get both points, they arguably deserved to be in the conversation for the win. And uh, for the most part, the performance was there. But then, of course, once you got to special teams, a little bit of a different story. At even strength, though, I thought the team was doing okay. Um, where, where I started to have some issues was, you know, you're looking at the lineup, you're looking at the defensive pairings that are being matched up, you're seeing how the deployments are being handled, and in some ways there were improvements. It seemed like Ehlers was getting a lot more time, at least early into the season. It sort of changed again back to some of the other lines, um, getting more ice time in part because Wheeler had been out for some time and then came back. Um, same with Shifley, so... You know, Ehlers did benefit for a brief time, but then once everyone got healthy, we saw the same stuff again. And, you know, for me, it was a bit frustrating to see a lineup that, you know, with injuries was actually playing at a much higher level than the fully healthy Jets lineups. That, to me, should not be the case, you know, year in and year out. But every time Winnipeg has injuries, this was what occurred, and it occurred again this year. You know, once Shifley and Wheeler were out of the equation... Winnipeg started winning games with a really dominant lineup. And it's not because Wheeler and Shifley are inherently bad players, not really the case at all. It's more like the way that they were being used and how they were being organized was kind of killing a lot of this team's potential. And then, of course, Maurice resigned and everything kind of gets thrown into the blender, so to speak. It's hard to really give an assessment of Dave Lowry's first couple of games. The only thing I could really think of that immediately caught my eye was, like I've said in previous episodes, the over-reliance on the third line for me wasn't really ideal. But other than that, I mean, the last game, I thought the Jets played pretty well at even strength. Uh, generally speaking, this year, I feel like their 5v5 play hasn't been too bad. Even when they're struggling to score goals, it doesn't seem like it's as much of an, uh, you know, like a lack of effort. There are some games where they've been pretty listless, but, you know, that kind of extends to more than just even strength play. Usually, they'll be pretty limp on the uh, special teams as well, so... You know, it's a strange team this year. I I kind of feel like they're more mediocre than I was expecting. I was thinking the Jets might be fun to watch and really offensively explosive, but it it kind of comes and goes in waves with this team. Some nights they look like they could take on just about any roster out there and play them at least evenly, but there are other nights where it just seems like they don't really care. And we all know that they do. It's just, you know, the body language looks poor. There's no foot speed. The team has like a lethargy to it. And so, yeah, I don't know. This season, I feel like it needs to be going a lot better considering the Jets have put so much on the line for this roster. Whether the front office publicly says it or not, they've basically bet on this season being one of their best chances to make some kind of a run. I think it's a little bit late, and I, I do think the Jets may have missed the best years of this roster and the chance to make it a, a continual contender. But if Lowry or some other coach can get this team back on track throughout the rest of the regular season, I think the Jets have a pretty decent shot at a playoff spot. It's just going to be a bit of a learning curve. And, you know, Lowry, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to be an NHL caliber coach. He might even be behind Paul Maurice in a lot of areas. It's going to remain to be seen, but at least from the early sample, kind of a mixed bag. So I'm trying to measure my expectations I think Hellebuck can do a lot to cover for many of Winnipeg's shortcomings, but, you know, even there is a limit to his superhuman ability. I'm going to assign a letter grade, and I'm going to give the Jets, like, a, a C-plus to a B-minus. I think given all of the changes they've made and, you know, what should be improvements to the team, I just feel like they've fallen decently short of where they should be, even accounting for the games that they've been goalied in. I, I think that there were some tactical decisions and lineup choices that 
have kind of held the Jets back, but you know, there's still plenty of time to turn things around. A B minus is not terrible. It's just kind of like average for me. And that's kind of how I feel the team has been. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on how the Jets are doing though. Do you think they're okay? Uh, maybe not so good, or you're just sort of kind of content with where they are. You don't really care either way. Let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Now that we've talked about the present Jets, I thought it would be time to take a look at some of the future Jets, and uh, a lot of them have actually been invited to the World Juniors. And I thought it'd be prudent to talk about the World Juniors since this competition's coming up in just a couple of days. It's going to be one of the predominant hockey tournaments going on since the NHL is currently paused and there's a Christmas break. So in just a moment, we'll talk about who from the Jets is going and what we might see from them at this tournament and perhaps beyond this tournament. Before we get to that, though, I thought you should hear a little bit about Primal Origins Oils and why those of you with beards should turn to them for all of your beard care needs. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar. Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Built Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra Built Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Built Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are continuing uh, some coverage on the upcoming World Juniors. We were talking a little bit about the present state of the Jets, and now it's time to talk about the future and some of the players that are getting invited to the World Juniors. The Jets don't have a lot of candidates that have been sent this time around. In the past, the Jets have often given a couple of really good prospects, but beyond that, not really a big attendance. It seems like they get a very nice mixture of drafted prospects and some kids who are definitely Uh, eligible for a future draft. From the Jets, we've got uh, a couple of players that have been selected, including Cole Perfetti for Canada, Daniel Torgerson for Sweden, and then finally Chaz Lucius for Team USA. I don't think anyone else has qualified uh, from Winnipeg, so 
This is the crop that we're sending, and honestly, it's a pretty darn good crop. The clear standout name, of course, is going to be Cole Perfetti. I don't know how it could be anyone else. I mean, if you've seen Perfetti and you've seen what he can do, you all know what this kid is about. He's already got NHL games, which I don't know if there are all that many other prospects that can even claim something like that at the World Juniors. Uh, he's definitely got a lot of pro experience, which... You know, there are a couple of players like him, especially from some of the uh, European teams. They'll have some kids who are definitely experienced, although maybe not so much at like the North American rinks, but certainly some of the rinks overseas in Finland and Sweden. So a very interesting group. I think Perfetti is going to be one of Canada's top scorers. He's just an amazing player, and I'm sure the Canadian team will turn to him heavily you know, he's, he's just the kind of guy that gets involved in offense constantly. The way that he sees the ice is obviously very high-end. I mean, he's an elite playmaker. His vision is up there as uh, probably among the best in the entire tournament. His release is elite. And again, he's used to playing against men. So I'd expect him to have a massive tournament. You know, some people read into these kinds of competitions and draw conclusions about players. I don't really think you can draw any conclusions about Perfetti that don't already exist in some other form. We all know what this kid is about, so at this point, we just want him to have fun and stay healthy. Uh, you know, Chaz Lucius, for me, is a little bit more of an unknown. When he was drafted, I think a lot of people expected him to be kind of like Kyle Connor 2.0. Thus far, I think his collegiate career has gotten off to, like, an okay start. Nothing, like, amazingly, you know, surefire, but certainly he's a young kid. I'm sure he's kind of finding his way around the league, and we would expect him to certainly have a pretty good college career as he starts to work up and get himself ready for pro duty. I think the U.S. team, it's not quite as talented as the Canadian team. I know Canada did leave some really uh, like fantastic names off of their roster, and the U.S. might be capable of taking advantage of that, but I, I still think the Canadian team probably will edge out the U.S., and even with guys like you know Chaz Lucius, I think Team USA is still up against it. Uh, Lucius, I think, will probably have a really big tournament, especially on the power play. His shooting is immaculate. I mean, he's got a monster release, and certainly he's got the other uh, stick handling and powerful strides to get in behind defenders. So I expect him to have a nice tournament. I think that that Team USA squad will probably turn to him a lot. And then the last guy we've got is Daniel Torgerson. Torgerson, you know, at this stage of his career, I, I think the biggest thing is just staying healthy. I don't know how much he's actually going to play for Sweden because he's not really like a high-end elite offensive forward. He can help transition play, and I think he defends well enough, but he's probably more of like a PK specialist. I know that he has uh, quite a few seasons of like pro-level experience under his tool belt at some level or another, but you know it, it still might not matter. He's not a prolific scorer, and this season hasn't really been seeing him light up the uh, light up the score sheet a lot, so. I think he will play a pivotal role, but probably in that more defensive bottom six option and most likely on special teams, which, you know, it, it would be nice to see him get a more prominent role and maybe they kind of switch things around and he ends up in the top six. But for now, I would project him to probably play on like the third line or something. Now, all of these players are kind of at varying stages of development. And I think the biggest question is, when will we see them for the Jets? In just a little bit, I'll talk about when we might expect them to join Winnipeg's roster and uh, who I would expect to be among the top performers of that group. You already know one of them, but the other two might be more of an unknown. Before we get to that, though, I thought you should hear a little bit about why BetOnline.ag should be your number one destination for all of your online betting needs during this holiday season. 
BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some thoughts on which uh, World Juniors prospects might be making the Jets sooner rather than later. And of course, the first name off of every lip is going to be Cole Perfetti. I mean, we all know what Perfetti is about. He is very clearly a top six talent, somebody with elite potential. I think he could be one of uh, Winnipeg's most skilled prospects of all time. So I think he'll make the NHL next season. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually got more games this year, especially if the Jets kind of find themselves maybe really uh, hunting for that that playoff berth or um, in the midst of a playoff race or maybe maybe like a really intense series. I think Perfetti could be that next-level game-breaking presence that puts this team over the edge. Uh, you know, maybe they'll actually play the kids this time. Who knows? With this coaching staff, it's still kind of hard to tell, and it'll kind of depend on what Chevy wants to do. But with this team, I really think that there is potential for somebody like Perfetti and maybe even Heinola to eventually get through. As far as Lucius and Torgerson are concerned, Lucius is definitely, you know, like two years away, most likely, at least. I think he'll probably spend a couple of seasons in the NCAA. I think he would want his degree. And then after that, he might come to the Jets. Uh, but, you know, Torgerson, I don't really think is going to be an NHLer. I, you know, he might not even make the moose, to be honest. I think that there's a legit North American pro in Torgerson's game. I just don't know if his health and development trajectory is going to allow him to get there. It's kind of unfortunate, but he's had so many injuries, and certainly the development track hasn't been moving quite as fast as I think he would like it to. And so he's kind of in a little bit of a a lull, I would say. I think he still has a a good kind of penalty-killing role to offer the Jets, and his, you know, relatively clean game and ability on the puck and, and certainly his center of gravity and balance makes him an interesting option for, like, a third-line transition winger and somebody who could maybe bring uh, a bit of a, a bit of a different physical game. He's not really, like, a, a forechecking, aggressive kind of attacker, but I think he has the kind of frame where if he wanted to shield defenders off to make that extra pass or take that final shot, I think that's the kind of game he could play. It's not going to be super flashy, his release isn't world-class or anything, but again, he's a competent middle six forward, and that's probably where he would slot in if he were to make the league. Lucius, of course, we're kind of billing as like a top six talent. He has that insane release. He's got incredible spatial awareness. His offensive instincts just naturally jump off the page, and I think it makes him one of Winnipeg's more talented prospects. I don't have him at the level of like a Perfetti or a Heinola. I think those guys... They're like elite potential. 
Lucius might get there at some point, um, especially if his game actually develops into like Kyle Connor 2.0. But until that time kind of arrives, I, I have him in like the A minus to B plus tier of prospect. Very, very good with a lot of uh, a lot of ceiling to go. So I think he could be a really good top six contributor, maybe even a second liner. But again, still a couple of seasons away, so let's not rush him along. He doesn't need to make this lineup immediately. And hopefully the Jets do enough to convince him to join and not walk in free agency somewhere else. If he were to depart, I'm sure he'd be a very hot commodity for some team looking for a potentially elite goal scorer. Be sure to keep an eye on the World Juniors. We'll have some coverage throughout the tournament talking about some of the top performers for Winnipeg's prospects, as well as some general thoughts on the tournament and which teams have stood out. So be sure to keep an eye out for that over the next couple of weeks. For tonight's show, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to follow and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!